Welcome to the Better Than Healthy podcast, where I help you go beyond the numbers and rules you were taught about health to create the results that you really want, feeling better, consistently taking care of yourself and loving yourself more. I'm your host, Ashley Brathman. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode. So this week, we are going to talk about reclaiming diet culture things. And I'm not sure if that's exactly the name of this yet, but the idea behind it is we can sometimes in intuitive eating, I did this myself in the beginning and see this in my clients too, where a tendency to avoid foods, habits, behaviors, ideas that were first introduced to us or frequently utilized in diet when we were in diet culture and when we were dieting and trying to make those lifestyle changes in the framework of diet culture is we can tend to avoid something that maybe we actually liked doing it, or maybe we actually liked eating or something that actually was beneficial for us. But doing that thing kind of triggers us to want to go back and just reminds us of that time frame when we were in the diet and we don't want to. Now you don't have to do this with anything. And if it's something you want to do, you want to be sure to evaluate if it's something that you think you're supposed to do, or if it's something that you feel like really added some value to your life and that you want to do. So I'll give you an example. When I was dieting and trying to be super healthy, one of the healthy snacks I would bring with me, because would always move by the philosophy of if I bring stuff with me, if I have stuff planned, then I'm not going to overeat or eat bad foods. So one of those snacks that I would always bring with me to work to have as my afternoon snacks, I wasn't hungry on my way home or when I got home, was an almonds and an apple. And it was a snack. I'm like, this is so good. It gives me some fiber. It gives me vitamins. It's fruit. It's a healthy fat, healthy nut, healthy protein that'll keep me full. All these combinations of things that'll keep me full and make me feel really good. So they fit really well into my healthy mindset at the time. And then when I switched to intuitive eating, there's probably a year and a half period there where I hardly ate any apples, just like raw, plain like that. And almonds became something that I avoided too, because that was a snack that I was packing my little Tupperware that gave me a good portion size of them every single day with me to work or to school. And when I went into intuitive eating, I did like the classic little rebellious phase that can happen at the start of it, especially if you are going in on your own, because I was just in that place of, well, I'm not dieting anymore. This doesn't work for me. Like it was a very attitude-based place that was just going against dieting instead of something that was truly evaluating what I wanted to do. And once I got through that little rebellious period and actually started applying more of the principles of intuitive eating, I really found there were some areas that I would still just avoid because it just brought up and triggered those different thoughts in my head around if I was being healthy. And then like, because those thoughts were associated with me being really, really healthy of like having the apple and almonds as my snack with that combination is like when I would try to have that later, it would just make me reflect and think on that period. So those certain taste combinations would just take me back to that time and that mindset that was associated with them. So when I talk about reclaiming things, it's if it's something that serves us because something like that example of just like eating an apple and having almonds, that was something that I did actually enjoy that snack throughout that time period because I do think it tastes delicious. It does help me to stay full and it sits really well in my body. So just because you learned something 
through a diet or through one of those more healthy lifestyle avenues that maybe had a mindset that wasn't really healthy for you. Just because you learned that thing while doing that doesn't mean that that thing necessarily is bad because I like those reasons for wanting an apple and almonds is because I like the taste of them and I like how they feel in my body and I like the nutrients that I get from them. So using that combination, it was something that I wanted to bring back in my life and I don't have it every single day and it's not something I'm always pairing together, but to be able to eat that and not just go back into that mindset or feel like I was at risk for slipping back into that mindset, which brought me to this idea of reclaiming these foods from my old dieting brain. (laughs) From that part of my brain that had just practiced all of those thoughts so much about the morality of like making sure I was eating foods that were healthy enough and good enough and how other people seeing me eat that food would perceive me and being able to separate all of that out from the food. So it's a lot of mindset work and taking that time to question that and just decide like, I'm just going to eat this because I enjoy it. Because diet culture doesn't own a food. It doesn't earn an exercise. It doesn't earn a wor- own a workout program. It doesn't own any of these habits and behaviors that it promotes. Even though it's promoted within that, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're all bad. There are some in there that are very helpful for your body and you may not want to take forward because they do kind of counteract intuitive eating principles. But sorting through that and be like, is this something that really helped me and served me and helped me feel better that I want to carry on and then really evaluating that. Because something that I had talked about even in last week, I believe it was last week's episode, and talking about some of those triggers that could come up in workout videos or workout classes where if you're doing something for how your muscles feel, for your strength, but the people around you are commenting on like the weight loss or shrinking this or those clearly diet culture influenced thoughts in perceptions is how can we separate those things out? Because besides for very extreme things, there can be certain behaviors that are just, this is what science tells us about how this thing influences our body. Like if we take fiber, for instance, of how it influences the body, because it doesn't mean all that science is wrong. There's some of it that just is interpreted with a perception of dieting and weight being bad and that we need to lose weight and be thin as possible or maybe not even as thin as off as possible but having like the right amount of fat to muscle and just all of these strict ideas that don't necessarily serve us in a daily life because the other examples of this are like it's in the last episode of helping our bodies feel better with different mobility and strength especially if we I have a job that doesn't allow us to move our body as much during work hours. And if we're spending a lot of time with that to really incorporate different movement because we have different needs in our body and some of the times it's for rest and sometimes it's for movement. And if we just leave that coupled together as like movement is bad or because we had bad experiences with it to then be like, I never want to go to a gym again or I never want to work out again. You don't have to, but listening to our bodies. And if we decide that we want to, because it does not have to be a workout, it can be just naturally incorporating movement throughout the day of walking or stretching and activity. Like if you have an active job, like you're moving and cleaning or gardening and doing all these things that counts as movement for our body and our bodies and muscles are meant to move. So if we leave the ideas of specific foods or different stress management 
like techniques or sleeping habit, whatever it is that we really practice in a diet, but it's something that's not actually bad for us. And we choose that we want to reclaim that to kind of do the thought work on our relationship with that thing, the mindset work there. So that way we can reclaim that because no movement, no person, no one owns that concept. So if you have something that you want to reclaim as this isn't a diet culture thing, this is just something that I enjoy doing and enjoy the effects that it has on my body. Here is some tips for what you can try. The first one being is don't overcomplicate it. Just do the thing. Just have the thing. Whether it's eating a specific food, whether it's doing a workout, do the thing. Do it for those reasons that you love. Practice reminding yourself those reasons and those different thoughts that you have are probably going to pop up while you're eating it or while you're doing it. Because I know sometimes when I would have the apple, it's like thinking about like the calories, the fiber, the different nutrients that were in it would pop into my head. I didn't make that a problem. I was just like, this is just a practice thought. When I'm eating an apple, I would think about how this fit into my calorie tracking app and my macros. So of course, this is still popping in my head. It's not a problem. You just let it be there. Be like, but I'm just eating an apple because I like the taste. I don't need to complicate this. Like how it affects my body, like how it sits in my body. And this is really satisfying for me and enjoying the experience of eating it. Because what you give your attention and energy to will become the more practiced and the stronger thought. So in that example, if you let those practiced ones pop up, but you don't give them a lot of attention and a lot of energy, they will eventually stop being what pops up automatically. And if they do pop up and you're like, oh no, I'm still in diet culture. I shouldn't be eating this thing. Like, oh no, I'm slipping back into it. I'm not good at intuitive eating. If we indulge and give a lot of energy to that thought that popped up into that part of that old mindset, then it's going to stick around a lot longer and feel a lot stronger than if we just let it be there, let it exist there, focus on what we want to focus on. Because essentially practicing that new belief that we want to have about that food or that habit, that behavior, that exercise, whatever it is, practicing what we want is kind of the same thing as strengthening a muscle. And that the more that we practice it, the more we'll just automatically go to that one because that's where we're giving our attention. Because like what we give our intention and our energy to, that's what grows and expands in our life, which is why if we're focusing on what we don't like versus focusing on what serves us, that's the fire that we're fueling and the part that we're growing. Another thing you can do, and if you've been listening to this a while, you probably know I'm a fan of this, is writing it down. Because I think it's so helpful for observing those different thoughts that we're having about it if we take the time to jot them down because it slows us down. I know at least for me, it will slow down some of those running thoughts about the item and it allows me to capture them so that way I can question them more easily than when it's just going in my head. And the reason it's important to question them and beneficial is think about it if like that belief is a water balloon. It's like if we just let it sit there It'll just keep being full of water. It'll keep holding the same weight for us. And that's how strong like the belief is, is it's full of that water. But the more you question it, it's like poking little tiny baby holes around the water bottle. And so like a little bit will come out of like, oh, I don't really believe that. Don't really believe that piece. And then until eventually all the water is out of it and it no longer has the weight of a full water balloon and it no longer carries that. Now, 
sometimes that thought may still pop up in your head. Like if you were to just kind of keep those like little wrappers of the balloon around, you would still see them sometimes and sometimes they pop up, but they don't have that strong weight like they do when they're completely full. So that's why we question the beliefs because when we question them, we break them down and then eventually all those pieces are picked up. They stop popping up for you and you stop focusing and thinking about them over time. Two other tips I would give is just to go slow. You don't have to tackle a lot of these at once because it can feel a little bit overwhelming if you're trying to do a lot, especially if it brings up a lot of old emotion that you used to feel around and still do around shame or guilt, whatever it is, anger, whatever it is around the diet culture, because that's coming up. It can be a little bit more intense. So maybe doing one at a time, taking breaks between them, going slow, We could just practice it like one time a week or one time a month just to allow that grace. All right, so that's what I have for you for this week's episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Better Than Healthy podcast. If you want to learn to trust yourself around foods, you can stop overeating and feel more comfortable in your body. I want to invite you to join my coaching program. Come visit me at foodpeacenutrition.com to learn more.